You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. Hello? David Walker. Oh my God, it is working. It is working, and we're, we're using zoom now and i have the little entrance and exit chime so maybe i'll just this is new tech maybe i'll just leave this in so is there i downloaded the app but i just dialed in i'm assuming there's some sort of way to go through the app or like a link of some sort yeah the link i sent a link i sent a link in the chat and you can go to that and use internet audio like voice over ip or you can dial in so if you had a good internet connection oh there it is. Gotcha. Uh, someone's at the door. Someone's at the let's door. Let's go. Let's go see who it is. Who goes there? <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll wait a Bring little while. We'll wait a little while longer. I mean, I mean, I tweeted out the, the number though, so it could be anyone. It's a. <laughs> I went, I went Jimmy Butler on the Zoom meeting. Nata, can you hear me? Barely. Uh-oh. I, I, I got yeah. There I'm he is. There he is. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. I'm Doug Branson, joined by my good friend, the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Good morning, Doug. And also, Kanata Edwards. Nada, what's going on, my man? Not much, Doug. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm glad that David got his technical issues fixed that's this right. one because he, he was supposed to be here Tuesday. We were supposed to, it was supposed to be a big debate and a big hullabaloo and a big kerfluffle. <laughs> and he was, he wasn't here. He wasn't here. Well, then should that we, that was a good debate by you guys. Well, thank you. But should we start by getting your, th- your quick thoughts on what we had to say on crashes? Yeah. Jersey retirement. What do you think? Should they retire Gerald Wallace's Jersey? Should they put it in the rafters? Yeah, so I lean a little more with Doug on this one. Um, although, you know, when we started the chat and then when I saw I saw Nada's Twitter just explode in flames when he started throwing ideas out there, um, I, I did yeah. look and I sent you guys I sent you guys a link of of all the retired jerseys. I think that was of as of a few years ago though, but still all the retired jerseys for every team in the NBA. And one thing was clear is that there's there are no rules. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. um, it's a great point. So, so, a fair point. So that took a little, yeah, that took a little of the, you know, the restrictions around it for me off, but I still lean a little bit towards Doug. I mean, to retire a Jersey to me still is reserved for the elite of the elite. And um, crash was certainly a, a huge figure, especially particularly in the, well, only in the Bobcats era. Um, so I think he's deserving of some, some, uh, some honoring, but I, I would still reserve and hold off to retire jerseys until we've got that player that, you know, I don't know if it has to be hall of fame, but it's gotta be league wide kind of, you know, respect or, or, or recognizing of the talent and the impact he's had on the game. And, and I am, 
you know, I think it's interesting, like guys like um, Kevin Garnett, you know, in Minnesota, I think that makes sense for a retirement. I don't think he's retired jersey there. I think Malik Seeley is the only guy that's retired there, kind of like the Bobby Phils uh, scenario here in Charlotte. But like, you know, that's the type of guy that I think if Charlotte would ever have someone like that um, would make sense. But Crash certainly should be honored. I'm just I'm, I'm a step below retiring in New Jersey at this point. And that, you know, that goes for Del Curry, too. I think that's a whole different conversation, to be honest with you. Um, but just in general, that's where I stand on the retirement. I'm, I'm not ready yet. Longtime listener Scott is throwing his change into the discussion as well, emailing us this. Count me among those who don't think his jersey should be retired. I agree that jersey retirement should be held back for players that are exemplary either on the court or just good players and are pillars of the community. Crash was very good, but just not jersey retirement worthy in my mind. And and here's the point that Scott makes that I think is is really the best point to make if you're on the side of not retiring the jersey. He says, if LJ, Zoe, Muggsy, and Dell haven't had theirs retired, then then Crash, Gerald Wallace, shouldn't be ahead of them. Nothing against him personally, but he's behind those players on that list for me. And that's the thing. If you can't, like the Hornets really can't legitimately re- retire a jersey on on the lifetime merits of a player, the Hall of Fame level of a player. So if they were going to retire a jersey, they would have to do it with some sense of emotionality, some sense of sentimentality to what they meant to the franchise. And Crash would set the precedent. And if you haven't done the other ones, why would you start at Gerald Wallace? I think that's the best point that's been made amongst those who are against Yeah, I, I can agree with that one. Okay. I, I can agree with that. Well, let's since we're talking about jerseys anyway, do you want to start with jerseys? Yeah, Should that let, be our first start, topic? Yeah. Okay, so Nike is taking over NBA jerseys from Adidas next season, and they are, they're changing the game already. The biggest of the changes... They will be doing away with home and road uniforms. Instead, teams will have four options. Association, which is the classic white jersey. Icon, which was the away color jersey. And then two others called athlete mindset and community-inspired jerseys. The home team will get to choose which of these jerseys they want to wear at home. David, we'll start with you. Do you like the new setup? Yeah, is it really a new setup, though, guys? I mean, are you buying this, or this is just a brand new way of doing things? I mean, well, they get to have, choose like, now. That's right. completely different. Yeah, they, they do get to choose, but think of how many times the Hornets have worn, you know, wore the teal in the past and the purple in the past, and they've worn all four colors at home anyway. Like, I get it now that it's going to be just they can choose all the time. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd, I'd say most teams are going to fall back on the white maybe the first year just out of habit. And then go to that one, like the Hornets like the teal a lot, so they may go to that. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it. I think, you know, I'm, I've always been more of a, a white at home kind of guy. But, uh, you know, if the teams want to, you know, spruce it up a little bit, I also like the color on color games as well. So that'll be fun. Anything that showcases, you know, interesting colors and uniforms I'm down with. It's just interesting. That it's such a Nike thing to just rebrand home and away uniforms. It's hilarious. Right. I mean, some of no, this, I, I, some of this like athlete mindset and community nada seems like it's very like commercial speak. Oh, it is. It's absolutely commercial speak, absolutely commercial speak. But the big thing with it is that we're going to see more teal. The teal is going to be more used at home yeah. in terms of Hornets 
Hornets related stuff, probably you'll get a few more Buzz City, the Buzz City colors of the uh, sleeve jersey, which I believe is an option. Sleeve? I think they're getting rid of the sleeve. I mean, yeah. Yeah, non sleeves are gotcha. Yeah, but the color, yeah, the sleeves aren't going to be there, but it'll be non sleeved. But the Buzz City colors from that sleeve jersey are going to be, I, I think, are an option. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, but hey, Doug, we'll probably hey, more and I'll, Yeah, and I'd also point out, I think there's eight teams that are going to be wearing, and I, don't, I have no idea what the new term for it is. It's called a classic. Uniform. There we go. <laughs> I've done the research. Ooh, yeah, classic. Nike says it will celebrate some of the most iconic uniforms in league history. So the obvious question, fellas, is could this include those leaked pinstripes that we saw a few weeks back? I hope not. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the pinstripes. You hope not? Nope, I'm not the biggest fan of the pinstripes. Wow. You just don't I like that. You, the biggest, you don't. Yeah, well, let's explore like this. It's dated to me. Well, it's I mean, all uh, throwbacks would technically be. <laughs> yeah, but there are some throwbacks. There are some throwbacks that are timeless. There mm. are some throwbacks like the Lakers jersey with the big numbers. Like it, that's that's one of we those. We are going to vehemently like, disagree because here's the thing. I love I 90s jerseys. All of them. The the black uh, Sixers jerseys. All of them. All of the them. Cavs. Yeah, the Detroit the Detroit Pistons jerseys with oh. the giant horse head. I love them. They are because you know why? Because exactly for the reason that Nada hates them and and perhaps you too, David. I love them because they are a time capsule. Because they they represent a moment in time in the nineties when the world was relatively at peace. It was it was a time <laughs> Uh, before oh before the world changed when when i mean think about the music that came out of the 90s who let the dogs out yeah think about the music oh that came out around oh that God. time late 90s early aughts oh God. They, they, the world was just so carefree and, and i think those 90s jerseys represent that in a way that that i just love like you that no one would ever get away with those jerseys right now and i love that about them yeah for good for for good reason <laughs> for good reason <laughs> For good reason. I mean, I'm there not going to judge a man there. that decided that he was going to go to see a Toad the Wet Sprocket concert. I can't That's judge that. Hey. I, I, I mean, I can't have my expectations too high. I'm sorry. I'm a 90s fan. I was jealous of my co- My cousin is, is a couple of years older than me. and I, So I was born in 87. And so mm-hmm. he got to experience, like he probably experienced Toad in its time. I, I was just short <laughs> Of like grunge oh, and ninety, so I think I'm just I'm just jealous of my older cousin. Oh God! And that's what draws okay. me to the nineties. Anyway, David, uh, do you think that those leaked pinstripes make an appearance? As what do do you think it would rise to the level of the eighth most iconic jersey that they would choose? That's that's a tough one. I think it's up there for a lot of nineties kids, you know, like or nineties wannabe kids like yourself, Doug. I think it's especially with having the jump. <laughs> Especially, well, especially with having the Jumpman on there. I mean, I think there's going to be an obvious push to get some cool things going under that flag as well. So it, it's kind of lining up towards that way. I mean, the leak, uh, we haven't gotten confirmation of that yet. I mean, you're going to see that jersey, whether it's in the store or on the court next year. There's no doubt in my mind, maybe for yeah. sale, they may not be wearing it yet, but you'll be able to get your hands on it. Um, and I, it wouldn't shock me if they, if they wear it next year. I mean, it just it makes sense with Nike taking over. Jumpman being on the on the jersey for the first time, so 
uh, yeah, I think it's a good possibility. So Paul yeah, Lucas the, from uh, UniWatch was discussing all of this Jersey news with the Thunder Buddies podcast hosted by Thunder Beat writers Eric Horn and Brett Dawson. In that podcast, Eric said that Nike plans to introduce a new alternate uniform for every team every year right around the holidays or the holiday shopping season. He also mm-hmm. suggested that year-round alternates could replace the Christmas Day uniforms we've gotten used to seeing. So no more like Christmas Day uniform, or maybe all teams wear the Christmas Day uniforms at some point around the holidays. Right. What do you think about that, Nada? Um, as long as it's not as with the crappy logoing and uh, the crappy stitching that the Christmas Day unis have, I'm perfectly fine with it. Love it. Um, as long as they do a better job with it, I don't mind having like holiday themed jerseys. So it should be interesting to see what the Hornets come up with for that. Yeah, baseball has like a new league-wide themed jersey, like for like Father's and Mother's Day, right? Like they got one for, for yeah. every little holiday. So I like that. I way. mean, this may qualify as like Christmas creep, but I think that all team, yeah, they already sell the jerseys. Like they sold the Hornets Christmas right. Day jerseys, even though everyone knew they had no chance of playing on Christmas Day. So why not just let those teams in the buildup in the week or so before Christmas, just let everyone celebrate with good cheer. Let's let's get those jerseys on the court. I think that's a novel idea. By the way, oh my god, these the celebrate Van, with good cheer. The Vancouver really Grizzlies jerseys that they wore in the '90s with the raised font. Oh my god, yes, it's like every Photoshop thing that you could never do now. The Raptors jerseys with the the like uh, T Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah, they need help. If Vince, if, if Vince had more, if Vince doesn't wear those, I don't think people are as excited. Vince and T Mac. Yeah, exactly. Those. Okay, I know. Nobody okay, cares. I know. I, mean, I know. Nada doesn't go. like pinstripes, so he probably doesn't like the magic jersey. But you guys gotta love the Nuggets jersey with the that city. Yeah, that's one everyone that's can get behind. I, I, I will, I will it's late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. No, the Nuggets jerseys like the Nuggets. are dope. The, the Nuggets jerseys are dope. Those are the rare exception. The rare exception. Go, go look at, go look at the Cavs. Go look at what the Cavs made those players wear. Terrell Brandon, bless his soul. Oh, go look at that. Well, like Mark Price, the, the, the Mark blue. Price. Oh no, no, I know which ones no. you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Love yeah. those. Love I those. Remember. Hawks. Outstanding. Some, some of the Hawks. Some, <laughs> some of the Hawks uniforms. They're time. Ca- they're time capsules. I love things that aren't timeless. I love things that are that that represent a moment in time that that take you back. Yeah, sometimes it's a moment in time we should forget. <laughs> that distance. Seriously, that Pistons one is, is an atrocity. I would love to hear the viewpoint of a Pistons fan. There's no way anyone in Detroit looked upon that jersey with any fun exactly. other than the fact that Grant Hill Just wore, players. But, I mean, that thing is just... They probably like it. Hey, I want to take a quick second before we move on to our next topic to tell you about something we've started here on Locked on Hornets. It's a way for you to get access to more of our content. You can support the show. And here's the best part. It's only a dollar a month. It's called Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash L-O-H and check it out. There is a link in the description of this episode. You can get exclusive interviews and access to content before anyone else. It's for the most hardcore of hardcore fans. Plus, if you get to our $5 level, you're going to get double entries into our ticket giveaways. And I can tell you right now, we're going to have so many more ticket giveaways than we did last season. So you want to check it out, patreon.com slash L-O-H. 
and help keep our hive alive. Okay, let's move on to a topic that's sort of simmering down now, although the ultimate resolution has not been enacted yet. Kyrie Irving, he was, uh, in, he's been in the news for the past couple of weeks now, uh, wants a trade out of Cleveland, first reported by ESPN's Brian Windhorst and speculated now by thousands of others. Uh, everyone that covers any team immediately went into this mode of, should Team X trade for Kyrie Irving? Fans had their say as well, and Hornets fans as a whole seemed very conflicted about any deal that would see starting point guard and team captain Kimba Walker leave Charlotte for Kyrie Irving, but those that thought Kimba should stay were very passionate about it. Nada, were you surprised by how much Kimba was defended amongst fans? Yes, absolutely. It's like that All-Star game made him Teflon for the first time ever in his career here. I, I, I was stunned. And that was the second day that Hornets fans firebomb my mentions this week. <laughs> the other one was obviously the uh, Gerald Wallace thing. I, I, I've had it's the all, listen, the All-Stars don't come very often for Charlotte, so that seems to very uh, put them in concrete amongst some, some members of the fan base. Yes, they, yes it does. And I, it, it was scary. I, I, to me, I think the least that you could do if you're Rich Cho, if we're going to go that route, is ask. Let's just ask. Let's see what the asking price is. We shouldn't be upset to the point where you're talking about a guy that's going to bring in a bunch of merch, a bunch of eyeballs, and a bunch more national games. And at least not have have the asking price, especially since a lot of Hornet fans like to cry about relevancy. So, I don't know. David, the latest episode of the BS Report with Bill Simmons, Joe House, and Kevin O'Connor proposed a fake trade between Charlotte and Cleveland. The Hornets would send Kimba Walker, Nick Batum, and an unprotected first-rounder for Kyrie Shumpert and Channing Fry. Thoughts about that deal and thoughts about a Kimba for Kyrie <laughs> switch in general? Yeah, when you see that one on the page, I mean, that one starts to feel a little more real and, like, it gives you pause because that's a big piece. I mean, that's your starting backcourt right there, right? And and your main um, signing, I mean, via trade with Nick, obviously, but uh, committed a lot of money there and, and a big piece of the foundation of the franchise. But, I mean, when you're talking about Kimba versus Kyrie, I just come back to the fact that Kyrie possesses a little more of the elite uh, star potential than does Kimba. Like, I, I do think Kimba has gotten a lot of respect throughout the league and from Hornets fans, and rightly so, over the last two years with the improvement that he's put in. I mean, the jump that he's made and, and kept it there last year is really historic. I mean, you don't see too many guys getting that much better that, you know, um, with that many league, with that many years in the league. So um, I think he's earned that right. I just think that Kyrie, and we've seen it on the biggest of stages, and granted Kemba hasn't had that opportunity, but Kyrie has been able to excel a bit beyond um, what we've seen from Kemba thus far. And, and I love Kemba. I love everything he brings to this team, as most Hornets fans do. But I think you have to be realistic when you look at Kyrie. He's just a, a different, you know, a notch above. I think he's a class above uh, Kemba and some of those other guys right now. So um, if, if that's on the table, I think at the end of the day, you have to be okay with it because you're getting a guy that can be special. And that's what this league really comes down to. How many special guys can you get on your team? Well, yeah, exactly. And and Steve Clifford has mentioned that many times. So much of this league is about how much star power uh, do you have on the court at any given time. And I think you have to separate the emotion of it 
of Kemba being the captain, of seeing him do so many amazing things, and of course getting that all-star bid, and, and we've been cheering him along the way. But you have to separate the emotion of it if you ever want to escape mediocrity. There is an escape velocity to, to get out of mediocrity, and it involves detaching yourself emotionally and being able to make those kind of tough calls and bring in star power. It's what we saw with the Panthers. I mean, that was the whole, that was the whole philosophy by getting rid of Herney the first time and bringing in Dave Gettleman was that you were going to get somebody who was a little cold blooded, who could recognize uh, when players were, you know, their careers were sunsetting and, and could get the team on a winning track. So I think the same thing applies here with Kyrie Irving. I agree with you, David. I think, he passes both the synergy stats test. He's above the 80th percentile in half-court offense and has been most of his career, save for the first two years, where he was hovering around like upper 70s. So he, you know, he's been amazing offensively his entire career, obviously has some defensive issues. And I don't buy this whole Kyrie doesn't make other players better. He's been playing with LeBron James. Like that's going to be the guy that 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 throws it to the corner. Like they needed Kyrie to be a scorer. That's what he was has not had the opportunity to really develop into a guy that can play make for a majority of the game. And I think that's part of the reason Kyrie wants to move on and be the guy so that he can do the things that are assigned to LeBron James with the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, right now. Uh, so, but he has shown his frustration, Nada, with coaches in the past. Uh, um, uh, David Blatt, most uh, most recently and, and specifically, yeah, it doesn't exactly sound like the mold of a player the Hornets would bring in. Do you see them ever bringing in that type of player in the future that has a little bit of an edge? The one thing I would say about that is that, and I I think this is also a point that no one's ever really brought up, is that probably Steve Clifford would be the best coach that Kyrie Irving would ever play for. And I mean, that's no shade on Tyron Lue, but you give Cliff, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, he's making it to the finals too. Um, but I think, I think they're going to have, yeah. they're going to have to bring these guys in because if yeah. you're not going to bring these guys in, you're not going to bring these guys with an edge. in. Then what are we doing here? Are we saying? Yeah. And I think we're talking, let, let's be clear. We're, Nada, we're talking philosophically. Cause I don't think uh, I, yeah. any of us really think it's realistic that Kyrie Irving joins Charlotte. Let's just get the, we're, we're not talking about that. We're talking yeah, about phil- exactly. the, the philosophy behind this. But definitely, absolutely the philosophy behind it. If you're not going to be willing to bring those guys with an edge in again, what do you, again, what are you competing for? Because if you're competing for anything, if you're not willing to bring those guys in, you're not willing to bring the guys with an edge in, you're competing for lottery picks. You're not competing for championships, period. All right, it's time for a new segment. It's the off-season. Summer isn't going anywhere just yet. You will most likely find yourself with a little more time on your hands to do other things, maybe see the world, catch up on some Netflix, try some new food. The problem is there is so much out there that it can seem overwhelming. Well, don't worry. Locked on Hornets is here to help in our new segment called Do This. Come on, do it. Lay it on right here. Do it. Who would like honors, David, Nada? Fight over. I'm gonna it. let I'm gonna let Lefty go. I'm gonna let Lefty go. All right, David, <laughs> do it. All right. So I've been watching some TV, guys. Um, you know, we like our tube. 
and I've got a few choices and I'm going, you know, one of one of these things has been around for a while. One of them is currently in the rotation, getting ready to come back. And one of them is brand spanking new. So I'm going to start off with a couple of streaming options for those folks out there. Let me know if you guys have heard of these and, and your reactions to them. I've been watching um, a couple episodes every now and then of comedians in cars getting coffee. This is a Jerry Seinfeld kind sure. of like docu. Yes. Uh, Fantastic. Show. It's about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's been out for a while, um, but I've caught up on a few recently. They're like 20 minutes long. And he, he interviews everyone from like Howard Stern to Aziz Ansari to uh, there's one with Gary Shandling that's particularly interesting and kind of, um, you know, kind of sad to watch, obviously. But th- these are really cool kind of peek behind the curtains at entertainers and comedians specifically and a lot of their philosophies and some of how they came up and just, you know, shooting the crap with Seinfeld. So I'm, I'm enjoying those. You can find that on Crackle. Which crackle is a thing, and you may be <laughs> right. able to find a little crackle uh, recommendation. <laughs> yeah, you wow. may be able. To, you can find. I think there's a website uh, as well that you can find this too. I think they're coming. <laughs> I think they're coming to Netflix. Seinfeld's deal, I believe. There's so bringing them to Netflix. So you don't have crackle. Just hang on. You don't have crackle. Yeah, you're missing out. Yeah. Which? What are you doing? What are you doing with your streams? Uh, number two, oh. guys, is. <laughs> <laughs> number two is a show that I really loved last year from the creators of Parks and Rec on NBC, a network show, The Good Place. Um, oh, I thoroughly we, enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, this is a great. Oh, Doug, it has everything. Doug. It's a comedy show. You have bad a lot of the period. Though. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the. <laughs> I don't think the. Because I love Parks and Rec, and I don't think the supporting characters yeah. ever got to that. Ever, no one stole it's the show. Season. It was all about. I know, but I. Th- but look, look back at season one of Parks and Rec. Aziz stole the show. Yeah, exactly. Ron Swanson stole uh, the show. There's uh, no. There are no scene stealers Brent, Brent in Good Place. Brent Danowitz. Brent Danowitz is gone. It took. It takes them. You know, a little bit to find their groove. I um, loved Brand Danowitz, but, by the way. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Brand Danowitz was we listen, are learning. Listen, Brand Danowitz was so nineties. Like he would wear a nineties jersey. I'm telling you. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's he why I like, love him so much. He did have flannel. He did rock the flannel. But anyway, the good place. Uh, Ted Danson. Um, who? Uh, gosh, help me out, guys. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Cheers. Kristen. Kristen oh, Bell. Kristen oh, Bell. I thought you were just yeah. looking for Ted yeah. Danson uh, appearances. Kristen Bell. Yeah. Veronica Mars. And drop in from Adam a- Adam Scott, who is just so choice in that role he plays. It's really good because what they did with the show, they kind of built it out in the style of like a Lost or, you know, a dramatic show where everything kind of matters. So it's getting ready to come back for season two. Tune in uh, to get caught up on that if you'd like. And then my last recommendation, just released on Netflix last week, Ozark. Ozark is a thriller starring my man Jason Bateman who <sighs> has a snark level oh my god snark level turned up to 100 in this show it's not a comedy um, but if you enjoy Bateman and if you enjoy uh, a money laundering family adventure you'll have fun with this show yeah, don't take it too serious yeah don't take it too serious it's only 10 episodes as all the good ones are now so you can binge that thing in a weekend and um, it's fun can and I Doug get can I get behind night. Bateman in a drama I think that's what this all really comes down to. Wasn't he in, he was recently in something where he was like, he had, it was sort of like a, what about Bob? Like he comes back on the scene. He was in like a horror film 
and I didn't really buy that yeah. either. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Bateman do, do a lot of stuff. He's good. <laughs> I mean, All right. <laughs> Nada, what's your yeah. what's your uh, what's your recommendation? Do this. Oh, because it's because it's uh, because it is Charlotte Restaurant Week. I got to come up come through with at least a couple of decent rest recommendations. First things first, if you're gonna go, you got to go again. Thirty dollars, three course meal. Granted, not the cheapest price, but if you're gonna do it, you got to go to places like Chima. Yeah, exactly. Mm, now, yeah, get there early. Get there early because everybody's gonna have the same idea I did and you're going to want to get there early get, get a nice spot again enjoy some some chima definitely is, that's one of the spots mickey and mooch participates this year which is great because that means it'll be just more than the wives and the girlfriends with their bosses that's, that's pretty good and then also because actually you know what i'm gonna leave the third choice up to you uh, of, of restaurants you, the listener, I'm gonna leave the third choice up. To there you me. go. Tweet it to because us you know what? at there's, Locked On there's, Hornets. Exactly, and then tell me how it goes. But again, email is buzz buzz at lockedonhornets.com. Also, it's Charlotte Burger Week. There are five dollar burgers to be had. And oh, really? Yeah, check that out. It may, I hope it's not over. Yeah. I think it. I think it goes until August first. But check that out, Charlotte Burger Week. Just Google it. And it'll come up. But yeah, a lot of $5 burgers out exactly. there. So Charlotte just really wants us to eat and, and forget about this whole soccer thing. They just want us to eat and be, f- and be fat and happy. Um, okay. Hey, look, I'm down with that this summer. My recommendation is also going to be food and drink based. And it comes uh, from this little bit of news that Coca-Cola is replacing Coke Zero with a new drink called Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And it's supposed to taste more like coca-cola but that's kind of why i liked coke zero this is really sad news i would venture to say this is devastating news for me because one of my favorite sodas of all time was vanilla coke zero and i and it's for a very specific (laughs) reason because if you've ever had vanilla coke it's it's vanilla on top of a sugary coke it's too it's too sweet it's just devastatingly sweet and you feel like taking a nap afterwards, but with vanilla Coke Zero, you get a little sweet hint of the vanilla, but then you're not burdened down with all of the sugar of a regular Coca-Cola. It was the perfect drink, and now it's gone. Uh, so, so my recommendation is to go to the grocery store and buy just as much Coke Zero as you can. Enjoy it. Cherish it. No, seriously. Come on. Do it. Do it. Will you, will you stop with that? So that's my recommendation. You're going to have people selling boxes on eBay, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to be buying them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the one taking advantage of, not the one taking advantage. Oh, Lord. This is going to get you in so to, much trouble in the I, end. I, I, was, I was trying to think of some 90s soda, like Pepsi Clear, that you might have you know, yearned for. Oh, no. You know we've got uh, a Pepsi Clear. No, the, um, uh, the, the box juice uh, Slimer. That's my jam. Oh, the Ecto Cooler. Yeah, or uh, what does Abari have? They have, have the uh, they have the 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 lemon lime drink from when we were kids. What was that called? Oh, this is killing me. That one I can't remember. Oh, that one I can't remember. I know our listeners are screaming are it we, right now. 
Exactly. They're screaming it at, at, at hopefully at you and not me. My benches have been fired. I think we, we need we, we need to we need to explore some of these TV choices, Doug, and, and dive into some of these troubles you have with like things like the Good Place at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll deep dive. I have, listen, I'm yeah. very I'm very picky when it comes to television, and also I'll tell you my philosophy on television. Clearly, I feel like shows oh, yeah. have to come at you at a specific time and a specific oh, place God, in your life. And and if they don't, you're getting existential about a TV yes. show, Doug. Really? Yes, it's art. It's yeah. art. Listen, t- well, hold on. TV is art now. TV, we are in the golden age of television. When there are 900 great options to choose from, no, we're not. One must be discretionary about our time. You should be. Age, this is not the go- the golden age is over, Doug. The, no, we're still in it. No, we're we're in it. TV's better uh, than movies. TV uh, way better than movies at this point. In fact, well, David Lynch is making uh, a television that show that is an 18 hour movie. All right. Uh, d- we yeah, are done here. Sure. Hey, this is what's going to happen <laughs> yes, next we week. Are done. This is what's going to happen next week. We're going to help some new fans out, some fans of maybe Dwight Howard, some fans of Malik Monk, or some people who are just like, hey, I moved to Charlotte. I got to pick a team. The Charlotte Hornets are right down the road. I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan now. We're helping the new fans next week. And, you know, some of the some of the old fans will get some knowledge out of this as well. So we'll be going over some things that you will need to know for this upcoming season. So you want to make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked on Hornets. Thanks so much to David and Nada, and we will see you next week. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. For David and Nada, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Keep it 90s. Keep it 90. Keep it 90. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.